Well, hello everyone, Dr. Anna Kabeca here for our episode of Couch Talk today. We're going to really go into all things feminine and talk a little bit about, you know, some of the taboos that we faced as women. Today joining me on Couch Talk is a beautiful lady that I met when I spent the month in Barcelona this um, past summer of 2017 and she's just a delight. She's an incredibly innovative woman and has gosh, traveled the world with her kids. She just came back from 10-month tour of seven countries, and her children, her daughter, became instantly good friends with my daughter, and so it was really, it's been wonderful to know her. To give you a little bit of background on JB, her name is JB Owen. She is an innovative megapreneur, an extraordinary lifestyle designer. She has been passionate about inspiring women to believe in their dreams and become the fullest expression of themselves. She's the visionary behind the global inspiration of Low Test, a movement designed to encourage women to honor and respect one another by supporting each other in their self-success as women. So her latest revolutionary product is called Lotus Liners, which is a fashionable collection of stylish and washable feminine products. And so reusable, re, you know, reusable, um, reduces waste, saves funds, non-toxic, and really part of honoring and uh, not hiding behind our natural, beautiful female monthly cycle. So JB, it is wonderful to have you here today. <laughs> so sorry, technical. Oh, it's so great to be here with you, Anna. It's a delight to sit on the couch with you. Thank you. Yeah, great. So you're in Canada right now. I am. I'm enjoying the beautiful snow and the gorgeous uh, cold weather of Canada for the season. Exactly. Wow. Wow. And your trip, I mean, we had met in Barcelona and then you extended it. And tell me where else you went from Barcelona. Yeah, after Barcelona, I left and I went, went on to Italy for a little while and then to Greece, did a little bit of time in Turkey and then returned home to Canada where I was born and raised and put my kids back in school in September. Good. Everyone's adjusting well. Yeah, we loved it. Yeah. 10 months of traveling was incredible. It was a beautiful experience. I met the most amazing women all over the world and, you know, found as different and as diverse as we are, we really are very much the same at heart. Mm, it's nice to see that, right? And I always say, you know, sometimes we go all around the world just to recognize that everywhere we go, there we are, right? Amen. Exactly. <laughs> Figuring out who we are and, and kind of just that growth and, and development as we go. Well, tell us a little bit about your background and what's brought you to be you know, really such a powerhouse in women's empowerment. Thank you. Well, you know, it's interesting because I actually consider myself quite a masculine female. I love business. I love industry. I grew up in the construction industry. Both my parents were builders and built apartments and hotels. And so I was always in dirt and mud and construction sites and really, um, you know, love that sort of, you know, more rugged side of life. But as I got older and more connected with my feminine side, I really have grown to appreciate women in the sense that, you know, we don't have to be the quintessential powerhouse woman to be successful because success is different to everyone. And each person has their own unique idea of success. And women especially aspire to connection and 
global movements and humanitarianism and just being great moms. And so I really felt like taking some of my business experience and really helping women be in the business of being a woman. And I talk about that a lot, being in the business of being a woman. What is it like, like to that. be a woman in this century? Yes. Yeah, let's talk about that because, you know, what is it about being a woman in this time, in this century, what we're facing um, as moms, as business owners, all those points? I think it's true. I mean, never in time before has women, has a woman been expected to do so much, you know, historically women were, you know, stay at home, they were homemakers, they took care of the family, they took care of the kids and, you know, husband, the men went out to do all of the work. And nowadays women are, you know, often the breadwinner, you know, often the chief homekeeper, there are lots of single moms out there that are running businesses, running the family, running sports, running uh, community projects, running organizations uh, that um, offer like great uh, charity work. So uh, nowadays women are juggling so many more than they ever did before. And they're expected to be super successful. You know, I, I talk about mummy guilt and a lot in, in what I do and you know how we expect that we should be good at all these things. And it's, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work and it can be very tiring to be somewhat lonely. And you know, we can be really hard on ourselves when we're not succeeding in all these areas the way we think success should be. So I talk a lot about that. What is success to you? What does success mean to you that's gonna make you happy? It's not about the Joneses. It's not about what's on the cover of a magazine. You know, what's your success and what makes you feel good? How can you help your life be exactly who you want to be? Yeah, no, I think that's a great point is just defining what does success look like for us? What does it feel like for us at this stage of our life right now versus what we imagined it would be like? So what does it really feel and getting concrete about it, JB? And I think that's one of the things that attracted me to you is that you're very concrete. You know, it's, it's like, you know, feet on the earth and, you know, this is practical and what makes life better? How do we um, move in this world? And, and I think for so many women, especially I know women in medicine, it's that concept of, you know, having so many hats to wear, but it's, it's definitely women just in our definition of women, especially being a single mom and working and um, juggling all the things that we juggle, like what does success look like to us? And I know for me to answer that question for you and for my audience is that it looks like the success, health and happiness of my children and that I'm healthy and happy and I'm able to have peace in my heart at this stage and, and that balance and not feel like I'm missing out because I've chosen this path to focus on to be able to be a stay-at-home mom, so to speak, while running an international business, but change the shape of my life at this time because what I wanted to see was my children, you know, raised, you know, and to be more present with them versus, you know, solving problems of, of um, so many others because I couldn't shut off. So I had to recognize my limitations, focus on what, like you said, what success looks like for me? What are my priorities at this point in my life? And how can I meld the two without going broke, crazy, <laughs> depressed, and lonely, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> There's that, that juggle kind of trying to bring all this together in our lives. So how do you, how, some of the things you do is coaching women. So when you're coaching a woman in this situation, how do you work with her? Like what are your points of motivation? 
Yeah, well, you know, it's, it's very good. I thank you for saying that. I, I do try to help a lot of women because, you know, even though right now I feel very, very successful, um, it's not about my bank account. It's not about the car that's in my garage. It's not about the purse that's on my arm. And there was a time when I had the car and the house and the purse, and I was probably at the most unhappiest point of my life. And, you know, sometimes I say to a lot of women, you know, that just your bank account is just numbers on a page. You can write any number you want on a piece of paper and it can, you could say it's your bank account or not your bank account. It doesn't change what's in your heart. It doesn't change what's in your head. It doesn't change your spirit. If I put $1 on a piece of paper or a million dollars on a piece of paper, is that going to get you out of bed any faster, any sooner? Are you going to be any more motivated to do your dream? So I really sort of try to teach women to move away from what traditional success is all about, bank accounts, material things. And get back to really what is the heart of the matter. And a lot of times, if you really ask, like the majority of women, what do you love to do? Like, what's in your heart? What's, what, if you had a whole Saturday afternoon to yourself, what would you ultimately be doing? And it's amazing. You know, people will say, oh, I'd be crafting or I'd be sewing or I'd be, you know, I'd be out coaching soccer or I would be writing my book because that's truly what is innately what they want to do. And so I go, okay, let's talk about that. So my first suggestion to your viewers would be like, what is it you love to do? If money was not an issue, if bills were all paid, if you had an entire day to yourself, if everything was handled, if the kids were good, if you were feeling on the top of your game and loved your life, what would you do? Would you be swimming? Would you be dancing? Would you be yoga? Would you be running? Would you be designing? Would you be, what would you be doing that you absolutely love to do? And let's start right there. And, you know, it isn't always the answer. Some people are like, oh, I'd be going to yoga. And then I'd be like, okay, so what is it about yoga that really matters to you? Or, oh, I would be cleaning my house. Okay, so what is it about cleaning your house that really is important to you? And sort of starting with that, because when the mind is at peace, when the brain is, is relaxed, when the, the nervous system is calm, we ultimately do what we love. I love that. It's so like getting into that moment of peace and then being better able to discern what we know is the next right step. Sometimes it's so crazy and so crowded and so hectic and it can feel like you're being pulled in a million directions and I'm sure many of our listeners can relate to that right now. So getting into that pay space of peace so that you can really be present to your current needs, right? And there, there's that part of being present to our current needs that we don't really necessarily do so well as women sometimes, right? Because mm -hmm. we're, we're addressing the other's needs. And until sometimes we get kicked in the butt, whether it's maybe a diagnosis of breast cancer, or it's a divorce summons, or it's a total disconnect and burnout from things you love, people you loved. And so getting in touch with those needs, no matter how much busyness and craziness is going on in our lives, how would you, how do you recommend we do that? Well, it's really interesting because I just returned last night from five days at Disneyland with the kids. It's been a bucket list of mine. I really wanted to take my kids to Disneyland. They're 10 and 13 now. So I was like, wow, I mean, they're getting old to be going to Disneyland, but we did it. We drove down there. We spent days at Disneyland. And last night we were driving home and I said, I can't wait to get back to work. And my son, 13, said, Mom, that's so bizarre. Like, I hate work. Like, why do you always say that? I love work. I can't wait to get back to work. Like, why would you say that? I don't want to go back to school. Why would you say I want to go back to work? And I said, because I love my work. And I said to him, you know, actually, we need to redefine what work is. Because what happens is when we feel we need to work, we automatically put that pressure and that onus and that, that negative piece to it. And so... 
finding what you love and turning it into your work is really like, I want to invent a new word for work because it's not really work. Like I love my work. I love to work. I love to talk to people. I love to help people. I love to design. I love to create products. I love to do business. I love to do JV partners. I love to connect with people. That does not feel like work, but that's what I do for a living. That's how I make my money. And so it's a fun, joyful thing every day to wake up. So when women get bogged down by, um, you know, I have these bills to pay and I have to get up every day and I have to go to work and I have to work and the, the word work just becomes such a negative, you know, stress for them. I say, okay, let's redefine work because oh, what you're yes. working at isn't working. <laughs> well, and the word exercise. So typically I say, let's do a movement. What's your movement activity that you love versus your exercise? Because that sounds like work too. Right. So What's another good word? I mean, my passion, what's, you know, what's I, I love to say my talent. I love to say talent. my talent because, you know, we all have unique, amazing talents. I mean, you can study anywhere. Every flower is unique. Every uh, fingerprint is unique. Every zebra stripe is unique, but unique. And I, I love the, I have a lot of things in my life that are zebra stripes because zebras, you know, from a distance, they all look like zebras. They all look the same. But when you get close, their stripes are so unique. And that is what women are. We could have a collection of women. You're a woman, I'm a woman, but we are so unique in our own talent. And part of the journey is finding what that talent is. And I have so many of my clients say to me, GB, I don't know what my talent is. And I say, yay, let's find <laughs> out. Let's go on an exploration to find out what your talent is. This is awesome. You don't know what your talent is? Okay, let's start putting some things on a list. Is my talent cooking? Let's try that for a weekend. Mm, no, I hate it. I don't like baking. But is your talent writing? Let's try writing. Try that for a month. It's only a month. Try writing for a month. Try blogging. Try doing newspaper articles. But let's find out what that talent is. Let's have fun finding out what your talent is. I love it because you're not limited on your ability to explore and discover, right? What are the things we want to try to do? What are the things that we can explore? And, and again, finding that um, ability to figure out, okay, what makes me feel good? What do I like doing? And um, how do I make it, you know, how do I make it work? for me in this, in this realm, in this business. Mm -hmm. So, so describe your day, describe the day in your life. Well, I, I have a very, very key thing that I do every morning and I want to share with you. It's called what's going to make me happy today. So before I get out of bed in the morning, I lay in bed, my alarm goes off. I turn it on snooze like everyone else. It goes off the second time. I lay in bed and I think to myself, what is going to make me happy today? And you know what happens? The mind goes into, well, I have to get groceries and I have to do this and I have to go to the post office. And then I say, what is going to make me happy today? And I, I really program myself and now I'm better at it, so I don't have such a tossle, but what is gonna make me happy today? And I really come up with what is gonna make me happy today. And you know what, going to the grocery store to get a fabulous piece of salmon, to have a fabulous dinner, to make a wonderful environment for my kids, that is going to make me happy. So instead of I have to go to the grocery store, mm -hmm. I have to go to the grocery store and get something wonderful for my family. I have to go to the post office. You know why? I have to go to the post office because I want to send a package to a customer that bought one of my products and I can't wait for her to get it. So I have to go and that's going to make me happy. So I do take the time actually in the morning before I even get out of bed to decide what am I going to do that makes me happy today. And I always pick something that is truly for JB. You know what's going to make me happy today? I want to go to yoga. You know what's going to make me happy today? I'm going to go spend and have lunch with my mom. You know what's going to make me happy today? I'm going to sit with the kids after school, after homework. I'm going to sit down and we're going to, you know, I'm just going to cuddle in with them and hang out. 
So I actually preset my brain for what is going to make me happy today. And in the middle of the day, when someone calls me and says, you know, um, hey, blah, 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 can you show up and do this and do this for me? And I stop and say, is that going to make me happy? Is it really going to make me happy? And then I know, actually, I can't make it or that's not going to work for me or it's not possible. And I stop. I stop. I stop saying yes to things that don't fit for me. And a lot of people criticize, you know, what do you mean, JB? I'm only going to do what makes me happy. You need to find how to make the things you have to do make you happy. And you need to choose to do the things that only make you happy. Because what else is there in life? Why do we want to do the drudgery? So that is a key thing for me before I even pull back the covers. I love that idea. And, you know, just again, it's a changing your mental framework. Like I get to do this versus I have to do this. The privileges we have, especially in America and Canada, I mean, we have so many privileges. So why are we unhappy with them? Like I have to take out the trash, really? Oh my gosh, I mean, you have trash to take out? That is so awesome, <laughs> get to yeah. do that. And I, try, I try to tell my children that, oh my gosh, you are so privileged, you have trash. Here's yeah. your recycling trash, here's your regular trash, oh my gosh, right. you know, think about this. and. Um, and, we and so we, I'm with you. Like we reframe a lot of things with my kids. Like I don't call them chores. I call it piecework. I tell the kids, please do your piecework because if you do it, there's peace in the family. <laughs> if you don't do it, it's not peaceful. So their that. bed, their teeth, their make, you know, the clean, making their bed in the morning, getting ready for school, packing their backpack. That is part of our piecework. And I will say to them in every morning, is your piecework done? And they know piecework is their chores. But we, in our family, it's, it's what keeps the peace because if they don't make their bed and brush their teeth and comb their hair, it's not peaceful. <laughs> we reframe a lot of things like that because it's what I call a posinim. It's a word I made up, posinim. It could be like, you know, I hate going to work and I hate doing my chores. Well, how can we posinim that? You know, I love doing what my talent and I love going and spending time with people or sharing with people. So it's, it really is, you know, people say, oh, you're tricking your brain or you're just using words. It is words, but hate and, and dislike and anger and I'm so unhappy. Those have really powerful energy connections to them versus I love what I do. I feel great. I'm excited. This is, I'm getting my piecework done. It really creates a different energy and a different mindset. And and if you do that consecutively, your day, your results, the things that you do absolutely change. So one of the things your viewers can start with is just really being aware of their language. I couldn't agree more. And I'm sorry I keep moving around. I'm chasing the sunlight as it's coming through my window. So I keep moving. I apologize. But, um, but yeah, no, so, so I agree how we phrase things and the positive energy using words with a high vibration versus a low vibration can really change the setting around you. And especially, you know, us with children, with children, they, our children are very in tune to our energy and the words that we use, which can um, affect them in so many ways. So really choosing our words carefully makes all the difference in the world. I couldn't agree more. Now let's go into, let's go into this um, project that you have um, <laughs> taking on your leading on our Lotus liners. And it just made me think, cause I was thinking about children and uh, tell, share with our audience that in Barcelona, my 18 year old daughter Amira was with us and we were, um, JB and I teamed up with her and said, Oh my gosh, Amira, you got to look at these Lotus liners. These are amazing. You can, you know, share these with your friends at college. You can be the Lotus liner queen. Absolutely. <laughs> I would love it. I would love it. 
and you know, it's interesting because the young generation has really become my inspiration. I mean, I'm set in my ways, you're set in your ways, you know, we're reprogramming ourselves. We're, you know, we have to do extra amount of work to sort of erase some of the bad program that we have, but your daughter is, you know, budding, blooming in her life and at that place where what she can do is, you know, really powerful going forward into her womanhood. Oh, for sure. So talk about Lotus Landers. Let's tell our audience what they are and, and how well, you develop yeah. them, why they're so I, awesome. And, you know, minus Amira's initial response was like, what? <laughs> she is really on board now. Well, you know, it's interesting because I said to someone the other day, like, who knew I would grow up and talk about periods and peeing yourself? Because that's sort of what I've been doing. A Lotus Liner is, so this is the box of a Lotus Liner. So you know, it came, it came upon me that in my design work and what I was doing, um, I wanted to do something that was really going to make a difference for women. And, you know, I not talking about it. I always didn't have good periods. I always was very moody. I was very unhappy. I bled a lot. I leaked a lot. I had like really negative experiences with my period and my background is in design and product development. And so, you know, uh, problems always become the seat of inspiration. And so, you know, I'm like, there's got to be a better way for me to experience my period because it's so arduous and it's so negative and nobody wants to talk about it. And, you know, I learned about my period from my older sister and like a boy down the street who told me what his sister was doing. And so I felt like women really need some positive messaging around periods and their menstruation. And why can't we celebrate it? Why should it be something, you know, amazing? Like I'm a woman, I get the opportunity to give life every single month and it doesn't always happen. And so, yes, I'm a little bit moody and yeah, it's not very comfortable, but how can we make it beautiful and fashionable and fun? So I created Lotus Liners and the whole idea is that you literally, you can wash, you can wash your feminine products. You just wear them like this on the back of your underpants. They just sit in place like that. They're beautifully, wonderfully. Someone said, I feel like royalty when I'm wearing them. And then the whole idea is they just fold up nice like this in a little tight little hidden bundle and you know you don't get to see any of the yucky stuff you just wash it in the sink you give it a little bit of rinse goes in your washing machine goes in your dryer and it lasts three to five years it's the easiest most convenient thing they're like so indestructible and they're fun they come in all these different colors all these different patterns they come in three different sizes and the whole idea is we wanted to make your period like a whole lot more fun more fashionable more economic and this is what you're the expert at anna is more healthy more healthy for your body yeah, absolutely. Because we don't really realize how much of an impact these toxic feminine products have had on our body. But <clears throat> we're seeing women with vaginal dryness a lot younger, orgasmic issues a lot younger. Um, you know, we call it tampon trauma, especially in the perimenopause, menopause, where the vaginal tissue is more fragile. And, um, and pads and the chemicals, so lichen sclerosis, vulvodynia, vestibulitis, painful vulvar areas, drying, breaking, cracking of the skin. And so we need to replenish that, right? And so that's how we're like, we got on board because I was talking with you about Jolva and I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, this is like, and you know, we want the antidote, but here let's look at some of the reasons why even especially younger women are having harder issues with their cycles because of the toxins that are being absorbed. And when we apply creams to our pelvic floor, vulvar area, all the clitoris to the anus, right? That tissue is very vascular and we need a little bit, a little bit goes a long way because it's well absorbed, especially in the realm of using hormones specifically. Uh, and so we have to think, well, when we're applying you know, toxic product and washing our clothes and toxic chemicals and, and, um, and just even on our kids, flame retardant 
you know, flame retardants that are endocrine disruptors, are feminizers, right? And and we have to think about these um, products that we're putting on our, our children or we're washing our clothes with what we ourselves are wearing, um, you know, and definitely comes into play with our feminine hygiene products. And if we're using disposables, we really need to be using organic disposables. And when we're washing our delicate clothes, anything that's going to be on our body, it needs to be chemical-free and toxin-free because women are struggling with hormone balance, you know, more than in any other time period, certainly over the last hundred years. Um, and we're really struggling. So we got to look at these things. So exposure makes a difference. And the other reason I wanted to bring Lotus Liners to my audience, JB knows this, is this time of the perimenopause, menopause, women have breakthrough bleeding. We have struggling. Sometimes we don't know when our period's going to come. So we create a lot of waste. We create a lot of waste um, of these products and we're trying to be all natural. We want the all natural skincare. We want the all natural laundry detergent. We're doing these things, but yet we have disposable, you know, panty liners and disposable pads and tampons and we're creating this additional waste. So having something non-toxic, chemical-free, that's clean and reusable, has an environmental impact, but also a hormonal impact that can really make a difference. And then again, there's the issue of as we're getting older, the accidental leaks. Now, Jolva is going to help you with all these things, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, but we have to, you know, we have to, you know, what can we use in case of an accident or, you know, something that you don't have the, oh my gosh, I've, I've JB, you remember I was telling you when my father was sick, God bless his soul, when he was in the hospital, I was watching the hospital commercials and they talked about the incontinence pads being delivered to your doors, the incontinence panties and this stuff. Like, you know, you're like, man, who wants to take off their panty when they have an accident, right? You got to wear a dress. You can't wear pants. I mean, what's the deal there? So Lotus Liner, I mean, just cleverly designed. I was like, brilliant. So yeah, share some of your stories then. Oh, I think that's you. really impactful. You, you dazzle me with your amazing, uh, you, the side of it that is just dazzling because there is that whole health piece of it that is, is so profound. And, you know, I talk about the fashion side of it and the fun side of it and the blossoming side of it, but really the real hardcore truth is the FDA does not regulate feminine products. And so therefore factories and companies are putting anything they want inside of these products, leeches, toxin, chemicals, perfumes, astringents. I tell my clients, if you spray perfume on a Q-tip and put it against your eyeball, you would immediately, it would be inflamed. If you put bleach on a cotton swab and put it in your mouth, you would be sick. And so every single month, we are putting exactly that product into the most sensitive, absorbent area of our body. And we're thinking like, it's okay. And I don't, you know, I'm not criticizing anyone because I've been doing it for 30 years myself. Someone along the line told us that that was okay. And we just bought into it because it was convenient. And we didn't know any better, but now we know, we know that these products are filled with toxins and chemicals. We know that, that companies for all about the bottom line are putting broad-based products into these things just to make them fillers, just to make them, you know, easy, just to make them cheap. And they're going into our bodies and they're, and no wonder we feel fatigued and no wonder we feel 
miserable. No wonder we have cramps. No wonder we're unbalanced because our body is at the tipping point of like, I can't handle these chemicals anymore. And it really is affecting us and we're not even aware of it. I tell women all the time who have cramps, who have like horrible fatigue, who have, you know, really bad PMS, use a Lotus liner for three months and I guarantee you, you will feel difference. I guarantee it. If you try Lotus liners for three months and you don't feel difference, please call me. Please absolutely call me because I can guarantee your body will feel different. I have not worn a disposable product for four years. I tried to wear one about two months ago getting on a plane and I literally could not get to the airport in my car. My body was like, get this off of me. It will, the body will absolutely tell you it can't handle it anymore. And the body does that with any kind of perfumes. You smell perfume and you have a reaction, you know, I can't eat onions. Onions come around me and my body's like, no. And that's happening with feminine products, but we're not listening. We're thinking, oh, this is just convenient. I'm just going to do it. And the body is saying no. Well, we've dulled our senses to it, right? Because it's that constant rub. And again, if it was just one thing in a while, but we are layering, you know, we're, our, our toxic exposure has been layering. And if we can look at 185, I think in our umbilical cord blood to our babies, 185 toxic chemicals in our umbilical cord blood to our babies. So what are, what are we are exposed to and what we're absorbing and what's permeating us is affecting our next generation. But definitely as you clean up from using these products and you, you know, just like if you, my audience, we're big on being gluten-free, grain-free. Y'all know when you're gluten-free for at least 21 days or more, and then you reintroduce that into your body, you get an inflammatory reaction. So just think what we're doing with our beautiful pelvic floor, just the continuous exposure, the rub. And, and right, I mean, I didn't know there were disposable options, I mean, reusable options that I could use that were, you know, I mean, that's awesome that we're convenient and, yeah. and made sense, right? Right. And, so, and a Lotus liner, I tell you, a Lotus liner is not, an, it's not a miracle. It's not an answer, but it is definitely a, an option to get yourself back on better health because some women are like, I don't want to carry a disposable. The neat thing is a Lotus liner comes with a, a, a carry bag. So when you go to work at the gym, you put it in the carry bag, you put a clean one in, you take it with you, you swap them out. We make it so easy. I am a busy mom. I don't have time. I am so lazy. I wear my Lotus liner. I fold it up. I clean it shut I throw it in my laundry basket and at the end of the week I wash them I don't wash them every day I don't rinse them every night like I I'm too busy for that I go through about 15 in a cycle and what I'll tell you is my cycle is so much better it's so much easier I don't get cramps I don't bleed anywhere near as much I've never leaked through the sheets before I was always, I had to change my sheets every month. My, my, my husband at the time was like, what is wrong with you? I was bleeding all the time. Now I never leak. And the great thing is I feel so much better because I know I'm not going to leak. If I feel it's the least bit loaded, I just wash it. The comfort level is so phenomenal. Women who have chronic yeast infections come to me all the time and be like, every single time I wear disposable, I have a flare up of yeast infection. I wear a Lotus liner and it's, it's, it doesn't happen. Nice. The fabric is designed to be odor-free, antibacterial, hypoallergenic. You know, it's all designed, it's like the performance fabric of feminine products because your body does need to breathe. That area needs so much care and attention and we're not giving it what it needs. And, and you can speak to that because you know, you, you, you see clients all the time that are having issues. 
Well, you know, too, and even if it's just like, hey, it makes sense to wear this at night, it makes sense to wear this at the beginning or at the end, you're making a big difference, decreasing the layering effect that we're constantly exposed to. Plus, it's more delicate on your skin. There's not a pad that's softer. So I think that makes a difference. And again, with women, especially when we're older and we're having the breakthrough bleeding, the spotting, and it's, you know, I mean, the unknown, are we going to leak? Are we going to spot? Are we not going to spot? There's those transitional times as we get our cycle balance that I, it really has a high value. And um, again, you're doing something better for your body. So I want to thank you for creating these. And thank how do people you. get them? Tell them how they get them. Simple. I know we'll have a link at the yeah. show notes. But. It's lotusliners.com. It's so easy, lotusliners.com. You can get us, get them there. They come in all different colors and sizes. You can just uh, get starter packs. You can get individuals. You can sort it out how you like. And going back to the beginning of our conversation where we talked about, you know, the language that we use, it's time for you to start saying, I love my period. I enjoy my period. I've got the, you know, my period, my blossoming is beautiful. I feel great when I have my period. It's fashionable. It's fun. It's exciting. I get to match things to my own. Outfit, I get to feel great. I get to be taken care of. I'm doing something healthier, and you will be amazed at how much better you feel every month. Yeah, yeah, I, I love it. And just uh, taking positive steps in the right direction. And great to know that they're available. Thank you for bringing them to market. <laughs> it's Thank awesome. You. We'll put this on our Christmas list. These are stocking stuffers, and you know, <laughs> I love it. All these different colors. They're great stocking stuffers. You're so right. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna have Amira get back in touch with you. I'm glad to have you back on the side of the world, and it's great to connect with you. Thank you so much for sharing with us today, and more about. JB at jbowen.ca for Canada.ca and lotusliners.com. And we'll put some notes here in the show notes as well. So thank you for being with us. You know, ladies, guys, you have questions. Oh my gosh, it just, you know, a final note is that one of my favorite um, blogs that I've written was, guys, what you should not say to a woman, right? And one of that was, uh, was about their period, et cetera. So if you guys have any questions you want to put below, please do so. And, and women too, note that we do, we answer all questions, et cetera. So don't be afraid to share and ask questions and connect with us. We look forward to it. Please share this message, share this podcast with a friend, share it on our, your social media, join us on Facebook. And again, I look forward to seeing you with our next podcast. Thank you all.